It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Best Bets, giving you VSIN's top talent, handicappers, and guests to catch you up on what you may have missed. Hey, everybody, and welcome into the Thursday edition of VSIN Best Bets, where we take you through the best clips from the network on a big weekend for college basketball as well as NFL and NBA. I'm Ben Wilson from our South Point Sportsbook Studios. It's college conference tournament season in the March Madness with Selection Sunday just a couple days away. We'll have plenty coming up for you on the show today with best bets for all the games today, which are already underway, as well as how to attack some of the in-game strategies for betting college basketball. There's a bunch of different ways to bet the March Madness. We're here to take you through all of it as we go on VSIN Best Bets, as well as the latest on Kevin Durant. Sprained ankle suffered last night in warmups in his Phoenix Suns home debut. What is the latest on KD? We'll also go inside the book with DraftKings Sportsbook Director Johnny Avella. Where does his book see the liability as we head into March Madness from future standpoints? As we'll get into all that and much more today on the show with clips from Follow the Money as well as a numbers game. We start off with our best bets of the day in the college basketball card. Bruce Marshall, longtime VEASAN contributor and host. He joined the show today on Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard on his viewpoint for how this card will shake out on a loaded Thursday in college basketball. Let's start out here with the Pac-12. How concerned are you with the Clark injury? What does this mean for UCLA? Not only tonight, laying nine, but moving forward. It is very bad. I mean, they are not going to win this tournament because they don't have Clark. And uh, this, this, and and this, this may not. They may not even win today against uh, Colorado. Oh. And 
what you've taken your in one fell swoop, you've taken your best defender and you've taken your second lead and scorer out of the lineup uh, for the rest of the way. This is not a very deep team to begin with. And most of, of Mick Cronin's other guards are all pretty small. So what I think he's probably going to do, you'll see a lineup of Campbell, Singleton, and Bailey out in the perimeter with, with, with Haquez and, and Bona as the bigs. But they just don't have a lot of depth back there, and they're very small in the backcourt. They may give a look to this, the 6'6 kid from Italy, Conca, who they have not played much this season. They like him, but they haven't played him much, but they may have to. They are very small out there without in the perimeter without Clark and and he was the guy they stuck on most of the other big scores. They could have trouble today. This is going to be the game. This is all experimenting now for Mick yeah. in the Pac-12 tournament. And uh, today is experiment game number one, and it's all like in the laboratory today. Listen, Colorado almost beat UCLA full strength. That's right. About a week and a half ago. And they've got a game under their belts here, and uh, they are listen. Hammond is starting to play now. Twenty-one yesterday. Um, I think this is an upset alert. I would certainly take Colorado plus the points out at the pack today. So you are adamant about this, though, the way it sounds, right? UCLA. You said not winning the mark, not winning the big tournament, but they're also not going to win the Pac-12 tournament. You're convinced of this? I'm convinced, Mitch. That I don't think they will. One other note. Uh, tournament dynamics. Everybody at T-Mobile today who is not a Bruin fan is going to be cheering for Colorado, and that means all those Arizona fans who are there, and they bring a lot of people. Yeah. So that's the, there'll be there's enough people at, at, at a tournament like this that they all start cheering against a favorite. It's going to be like a home crowd sort of for Colorado today too. However big the crowd is going to be, there'll be there'll be some people there today. That too, but I think they could lose this game today. I really do. Uh, it's just and the letdown after last weekend. And listen, Clark is almost irreplaceable for them, and I think uh, they're in trouble at least for this weekend. That's for sure. Well, certainly the game after it, there'll be plenty of Oregon fans there, right? So hey, the one seeds out, yes. the bracket opens up. How about Oregon laying two and a half against the Cougs? I've been waiting all year for Oregon uh, to do something. And uh, I thought, you know, it was some of the injuries, and then they brought, uh, and then Cousinard and Bartholomew came back in, in uh, January, and we've seen Dante and, and the Bigs look really good at times, but they have not really strung anything together yet. The parts have been greater than the sum. On the other side, maybe we should just look at Washington State as the team that has put some things together. Seven straight wins. This is a team, I think, this is the sleeper in this tournament. I would put a flyer on them on a bet to win this tournament. Don't forget they won a game at Tucson this year, broke a 28-game Arizona win streak. They should have beat UCLA up in Pullman. They've won seven straight right now. Bamba, one of the hottest scorers in the Pac-12. He's scoring about 20 per game across the past eight. Mohamed Gay, they have uh, length and athleticism coming out their ears, and they cause a lot of matchup problems. They just beat Oregon a couple of weeks ago up in Pullman. Uh, you're getting a couple of points with the Cougs. I take them here. I think they win this game, and I think they've got a shot to win this tournament. Remember, they made a run to the NIT Final Four last year. A little bit different composition of the roster, but some of those guys are still around. Kyle Smith's a darn good coach. I think it's Washington State today. All right, let's go SEC. Uh, your thoughts on maybe a sleeper to win the conference tournament and your thoughts on uh, any games that you like today? Uh, I actually think... Vanderbilt has a shot to win this thing. I mean, it's in Nashville. I know they're not playing at Memorial Gym. It's at the uh, 
It's at the Preds, Pred, uh, Bridgestone Arena. What a job done by Jerry Stackhouse here. They've won eight out of nine. Um, and after that Alabama loss, they lost their top scorer, Liam Robbins, but that's not a death knell for this team. One, they can play sort of semi-small ball okay, but they're they're sort of big on the perimeter, uh, Vanderbilt. So, uh, you know, they can get into the key uh, and, and do some business. So Jordan Wright and Lawrence in particular are good at getting to the bucket. So they're not that small on the perimeter, so I don't want to get too carried away by no Robbins there. Now, uh, they are playing one team that beat them in the last nine, and that's LSU. And that loss right now, I think, is sort of keeping L- Vandy on the wrong side of the cut line. They can amend that this weekend if they if they make a run here in Nashville. Um, but uh, K.J. Williams, huge game, 35 points, game of the year for him in that first meeting. Now, he's one of those several guys that's, that uh, Matt McMahon brought down to Baton Rouge from Murray State. This has not worked for, for uh, LSU. In fact, that's the only game they've won all, all uh, calendar 2023 uh, was that game. This is a short price. It's in their hometown. Vandy gets its revenge. They win this thing tonight, get a little closer to the cut line, and this might be my sleeper team in the SEC as well. I don't mind that mm-hmm. at all. I took a flyer on Vandy to win the tournament at uh, like 60 to 1, I believe. Uh, if you shop around, by the way, across the country, I, I learned that they were like 95 to 1 at some spots, oh, wow. which is a crazy high number. We talked about the UCLA yeah. injury, Bruce. Overall, the Zakai Ziegler injury, point guard towards ACL for Tennessee. Uh, they're the five seed here in this conference tournament. They're la- what does that mean today for this game, you think? They're laying 11 and a half, and then their future maybe to win this tournament or what it's going to mean next week. Tennessee's not going to win this tournament. I don't think they're getting out of the sub-regionals either. I mean, Ziegler was a bad guy for them to lose. They're point guard. Yep. And he was one of the guys who could step up and be sort of the go-to score. But that's been sort of the one thing a lot of Rick Barnes teams have or haven't had in the past is that one guy who can really carry you. And, and, and that this team never, even when they were going well, I mean, I'm trying to think who was their go-to guy. I mean, once in a while, Ziegler, was it Viscovi, who, um, you know, that's why Barnes's teams are always out by the sweet 16. They just don't seem to have that go-to guy. And now without their point guard, I wouldn't take them in any game. I would not lay the points today. I'm not sure that I'd love Old Miss, but I'm not taking Tennessee today. They're not going to win this tournament, and I don't think they're getting out of the sub-regionals next weekend because that's an injury they could not afford either. All right, ACC, your thoughts on that tournament, and what do you think of North Carolina-Virginia today? Yeah, this one is this is an intriguing tournament um, because I kind of like Clemson, although I don't think they've ever won this thing, but um, I, I – and they got sort of messed up here by being pushed late. They don't start until tonight, um, and they get the NC State thrown at them. They really might need to win a game or two uh, in Greensboro to uh, to have a shot to, to make it on the safe side of the cut line. They are an experienced team, uh, and I like Hunter Tyson, and I like Hall, uh, and I think they can beat NC State. Sometimes teams like NC State look great in their first game like they did yesterday, um, and a team that's been a little bit erratic down the stretch. I'm not sure they can put two of those together. So Clemson is sort of the team I sort of think can win this tournament, but I'm beginning to think North Carolina might have a shot too. So I, your second part of the question, I am going to take Carolina against Virginia. Mm-hmm. Every Tar Heel from James Worthy to Kenny the Jet Smith will tell you that North Carolina should have swept Virginia this year. 
that if Baycott didn't get hurt right at the start of that game in Charlottesville, that they would have won that game. They won the second game easier than that score indicated. Uh, Baycott played that game, although he had some foul trouble, but that was the game Pete Nance played really well. That's been the difference this year for Hubert, I think, is that he missed Brady Manick last year who played that stretch four role so well. And Nance doesn't quite have that skill set Manick had, and, and Hubert's been trying to put him into that role. Occasionally he's done pretty well, but uh, with, with if Baycott stays out of foul trouble, the guard shot well yesterday. North Carolina, I think, wins this game. This is not as good a Virginia team as the title winner a few years ago that had some NBA guys on it. I don't think Tony's got any on this team. And uh, Carolina playing in Greensboro, there's a great effort yesterday. They looked really good against BC, and they seem to play pretty well with their backs to the wall like we saw in the tournament last year. So I think North Carolina wins this today outright. And I think they now they're sort of my pick to win the tournament. They get by this one today. I think they they would become my pick ahead of Clemson to win the tournament. Again, Bruce Marshall joining the guys on the Follow the Money crew. You can check out Follow the Money weekday mornings from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern time here on VEASAN. And it's interesting to note, Virginia, that line against North Carolina, a game that is a night tip tonight at the ACC tournament in Greensboro, North Carolina. Virginia getting the money in the betting market, even though the Cavs have lost two of their last four. And despite everything Bruce Marshall just laid out, Cavaliers now up to a two and a half point favorite market wide after opening minus one in the quarterfinal matchup against North Carolina. Speaking of the ACC tournament, they are underway there today with the first of four quarterfinals. A near upset pulled by Wake Forest, but it's the top seed Miami who survives 74-72. They don't cover a big spread at seven after the line moved to the Hurricanes earlier today, but Miami survives into the semis of the ACC tournament. When we come back, time to go to both the NBA and NFL. Some injury news for Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. What's the latest on KD? We'll discuss next on VEASAN Bets Bets. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you back to VSIN Best Bets, live from Las Vegas in our South Point Sportsbook Studios. Tough night last night if you're a Phoenix Suns fan or futures better because Kevin Durant sprains his ankle in warmups before his first ever home game as a member of the Phoenix Suns. He was a very popular bet in the player prop market, but now the attention turns to what does the future hold for Kevin Durant? How long will be he be out with that ankle sprain? We covered that topic earlier this morning on Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard, as well as the latest out of the NFL and the Aaron Rodgers offseason saga, where will the Packers' current quarterback end up if he does, in fact, leave Green Bay? Those are two of the non-college basketball topics we discussed today on the show as part of a very busy week in the buildup to March Madness. But here are Mitch and Paul this morning on Follow the Money talking some NBA and NFL. ArizonaCentral.com. Greg Moore wrote the story, but the headline reads, Suns forward Kevin Durant could miss the rest of the regular season with ankle sprain. So it happened last night in warm-ups, of all things. Look at this video. He left the arena in a large walking boot after this happened. So he's going up for a layup. And was there water on the floor? It's a very aggressive spill. And then look at the ankle. Um, Again, for those of you in the radio audience, this is all over social media to find it. But also, it's a typical when a guy comes down awkwardly on that ankle where it just spins out. It just Uh. totally bent over. So it looked bad. It turns out it could be bad. The Arizona Republic has learned that there is concern with the organization 
that it's a grade two sprain, which would keep him out between four and six weeks. Their regular season finale is April 9th. That's right. Today's date, March 9th. Yep. Wow. Of all the things, of all things, right. <clears throat> Warm-ups, just doing a layup, and he slips. He just came back March 1st. He missed 20 games because of a knee injury. Man, so anyway. Now, they play Sacramento twice still, but they went out and blew out OKC, which, you know, monitoring SGA's minutes. Right. OKC's tanking. So now you, what does this mean for the division, the Pacific, and then the futures as well? And can they even overtake Sacramento now? They were $2 favorite calling all... Put the bat signal out here if you can grab Sacramento to win the division. That's what I did in the last 30 minutes. I grabbed Sacramento plus 165 at Bet MGM. It looks like they have since taken the division market off. I'm trying to get down at another book here in town, but they've rejected it for the second consecutive time. So that that's sports betting for you in 2023. Um, I would shop around. Not all books have this division outrights on the board right, at all yeah. today. Well, it's tough to find. Season, yeah, right. But but. Remaining strength of schedule. Phoenix has 16 games left. They have the second most difficult schedule the rest of the way. Oh, it is? In the entire league. Oh. They have the Bucks, the Nuggets twice, the Sixers once, the Kings twice, like you said, the Warriors, the Clippers. It's not easy for Sacramento. They have the sixth most difficult schedule for the rest of the year. They get the Bucks. They have one game against the Nuggets, one against Boston, the Knicks, the Nets, and those two games against the Suns. Their weaklings are the Spurs, the Bulls, two against the Jazz, uh, two against the Blazers. I'm not calling them a weakling. And it looks like one, yeah, there's one other weak game in there for them. Golden State, they have the eighth most difficult schedule. But, I mean, this division, Paulie, is down right now between... Those two teams. I, Golden State cannot make up five games in 16 left. And the Clippers, the same thing, right? I mean, that's... No. Well, Golden State also 7-25 and 25 on the road. Yeah. And so, I, do, do they win tonight? Yeah, good question. They're, Golden State tonight, they're favored on the road against... I don't, I don't want anything to do with Memphis, but I, you want to you lay points with the Warriors on the road? Now, these two teams no, do don't not. like each other. Yeah. If you could bet on a technical foul... <laughs> Uh, happening no. at some point. May, I, you know, over technical fouls in that game, if that's available, like if it's one and a half, I would lay that. Just the season got off to a horrible start with the fight and then Green walking away from Poole because he didn't pass him the ball and it's just injuries and curry business. How about that? Yeah. That was pathetic the other night from, from well, whoever you want to blame, but well, Green to walk away like that. Right. Uh, Crazy news. The other news coming down in the NFL. One report. The Panthers, Texans, and Raiders are interested in Garoppolo. Also, Diana Rossini, the Jets are working under the belief that this is going to happen with Rodgers. The Jets and the Packers remain engaged in conversations about compensation and the contract. Those conversations already started before the meeting. They were optimistic before the California meeting. Woody Johnson felt it was important to meet in person. He left the meeting excited and satisfied about grabbing Rodgers. Now we'll see if the Jets can close the deal and bring him to New York. Yeah. She writes that they are on the brink of landing, they think. High hopes here in the Jets organization. They're on the brink of landing him. 
And that uh, report came out about an hour or so ago. Again, I looked around earlier. The best number I could find on the Jets to win the Super Bowl is uh, 20 to 1. It's lower than that at, at, at a lot of books. And if you think 20 to 1 is worth it, then I would grab that today because if and once this news becomes official, there's only one way that number can go. It's not going back up to 25 or 30 to 1. Crazy bets on them yesterday just at Caesars alone. Uh, and we'll see if uh, they close that deal. Maybe they don't have to give up a number one pick, yeah. a first round pick, rather, as well. Uh, far away places. Lamar Jackson next team, if not Baltimore. Detroit, the favorite, three to one. Yeah. I mean, it's just a guessing game. Tampa plus four fifty. Colts, fuck, God, this is these are way out of whack. Patriots seven to one. Titans, Dolphins nine to one. You can get Atlanta at ten and Carolina at twelve. Yeah, I think these teams are going to come to their senses again, as we said yesterday, and realize, wait a second. I know that we initially punted on the idea of bringing him in. There will be a team or multiple teams that eventually will show interest in this guy. I don't know how you can't. A 26-year-old guy who's a 26-year-old who won the MVP. And you, there was a war, a bidding war, over Deshaun Watson who yeah. had 20 cases hanging over. Would you head. like the idea of him? Could you imagine what that offense would look like? Jared Goff was awesome last year. And if you've listened to this show for any yeah. time, you know how, what we felt about the guy uh, in his comeback season for the Lions. Terrific. But what would a Lamar Jackson-led offense in a dome in Detroit with those weapons look like? I mean, we haven't even seen Williams play out of Alabama, and he has the afterburners of anybody in the league. Amon Ross A. Brown, um, the running backs that they have to utilize, that offensive line, like that would be a freaky offense playing in a dome eight or nine times a year. Other people I've heard make the case for the 49ers. We've seen this in the last couple of years. They're not afraid to give up a lot of picks to move up or acquire great talent. And now, like, what are they going to do this year at quarterback? Garoppolo's not coming back. Uh, Purdy's not going to be ready. Did you see the Seinfeld memes with the John Lynch? Oh, it was a beautiful tweet. (laughs) Hey, how's Trey Lance doing? He's good. He's good. Yeah. Eh, Things are good. (laughs) Yeah. Goes right for the top of his forehead when he answers yeah. the question. And the whole Seinfeld bit is, sure, right. you ever notice that when somebody asks somebody a question yeah. and the higher they're up on their head, the stronger the lie is. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. He's good. Things are good. I, well, you can roll, run it right back with Purdy. I mean. I, is he going to be ready, though? No. Well, and then we'll, do you have enough to give up with Jackson, though? Or you want to do that with the picks? And uh, Oh, my God. That would be scary, though, too. How about a first-round pick, him, but... Trey Lance? And another pick to go along with it. I would do that in a heartbeat if I'm San Francisco. I don't know if I would say yes. It like if if you know this, it would come down to a trade. I don't know if I would do that if I'm Baltimore. But those are some of the betting odds. You want well, you want to roll the take, Patriots? Huh? Yeah. That I don't know how they feel about Mac. That's interesting. I would I would remove the Lions from Anthony Richardson in lieu of uh, Campbell saying I don't care what guys do in pajamas. I want to look at yeah. the tape. So, but this yeah. is this is wild. We also have uh, let's see here the team to select first in the NFL draft. The Panthers are plus one twenty five, shorter shot in the board. That can't be right. I, I don't agree with that. That can't, that's first overall. That's, that can't be. Yeah, team to select first in the draft. Yep, first overall. That's crazy. I, I don't. They're gonna go from nine to one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I think there are other teams on the board that you'd look <laughs> yeah. at. The Colts at plus two seventy five might make some sense. 
the Texans plus 290. The Bears are 6-1. to one. Again, there was like a beat writer for the Bears, I think it was last week, who uh, tweeted that and said, the, the worst bet in the world is betting Chicago to have the first overall pick. Still a whole lot to be figured out before the NFL draft starting next month as we get into the month of April. Again, for more of Follow the Money, you can catch up Mitch Moss and Polly Howard, 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern time, Mondays through Fridays here on the network. We will go to a numbers game up next. First time we'll check in with that show on the other side. Todd Wishnev joins Gil Alexander. Stop by today to talk about some in-game college basketball betting strategies, and that can be a very profitable way to bet March Madness as well as the conference tournaments because we have a whole lot of action going on, at least right now, and it's only going to continue. Overtime alert in the Big East. We'll update you on that when we return. Good game as St. John's trying to pull off a big upset over Marquette with the college basketball well underway on a big Thursday slate. That's up next when we return here on VEASAN Best Bets. This is VSIN's Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back on VSIN Best Bets. A whole lot of college basketball action already underway today. We even have some overtime action in the Big East. 70 apiece between St. John's and Marquette in overtime as the Red Storm look to pull off a big upset. And there are so many ways you can bet college basketball, especially once the game starts. It's a, the newer wave of looking to bet and finding value. Earlier today on a numbers game with Gil Alexander, he was joined by Todd Wishnev, star of Showtime Action Series on the, the docu-series Action. So Todd joined the show. How does he look to bet in-game? Todd, a better who exclusively bets in-game, how should you look to attack betting in-game now that we get into March Madness? In general, the key to look for an in-game college basketball total betting, and I do a lot of totals. I do some, um, you know, sides as well. Like last night we had Nebraska plus four and a half. Um, but the... In general, I'm looking for games that are not being played the way they were supposed to be played. When I say supposed to be played, I mean one games that are totaled 125 are supposed to be played at a certain pace. Games that are totaled 155 are supposed to be played at a certain pace. If I can find games that are being played differently because maybe the coaches told the kids that in the 125 game, they're like, look, I know we're a slow team, but we're not going to be able to score if we, if we go slow today. We're going to have to run a little bit. That's going to change the outlook on the game. Conversely, you know, a game with a very high, you know, number, the coaches may be saying to them, hey, listen, we don't want to run with this team because, you know, they're better running than us. Maybe we need to slow it down. Something is happening that is changing the way the game was projected to be played versus how it is being played. And that's what I'm always looking to target. Okay. And we get this, and I want to sort of do as a backdrop because we got a tweet. This is a great one from... Uh, from hockey skeptic and this deserves to be sort of stated as sort of the backdrop of all this the reason you're able to do this because he says something interesting to bring up with todd and we brought this up before he said though you've talked oh he did say though you've talked about it before a pre-flop line takes money and moves now that it's the new line uh the home and now now there's a new line the home base bookmakers cannot really do that mid-game they don't have the infrastructure to adjust the base as efficiently and as quickly right especially in in in-game sometimes in second halves they will be able to adjust a little bit but they can't adjust at the, let's say, for instance, the 12-minute TV timeout, eight minutes into the game, 20% of the game has been played. Mm-hmm. They can, if the game was lined, you know, 125, like a, it's supposed to be a very slow game, but the teams are running like crazy the first 20% of the game, they still have to use the algorithm to do the rest of the line. So, for instance, if, you know, 
if 15 points have been scored when really, you know, I'm sorry, if 25 points have been scored when really only 15 points should have been scored up to a particular point, they're just going to move everything up 10 points because it's, it's gone 10 points more than what was originally scheduled. They're not going to say, oh, by the way, this is going to continue as well and make an even bigger adjustment. <clears throat> so, for example, let's use real numbers. <clears throat> in, a, in a slow game, at the eight-minute mark, you should have around 24 points. Uh, I mean, eight minutes into the game, you should have about 24 points, which is about three points a minute in a very slow game. But instead, let's say you have 34 points. Well, the new line is not going to be 125. It's going to be closer to 135. However, that doesn't really take into account. Maybe there's something stylistically about the game that has changed, and really the number shouldn't be 10 points higher. It should be 15 points higher because the 10 points is already in there already. It's in the bank because mm -hmm. they're 10 points ahead of their pace, right? Yeah. They should have been at 24. They're at 34. So it should be already 135. But if the teams are now playing at a faster pace than it was originally supposed to be played at, then it shouldn't be 135. It should be 140. But that's what he's talking about. They can't make that change. Yeah. Off the original number that, and fast that, enough. That allows you to do what you do. There are edges. Yes, fundamentally. This is from uh, Wilkman. Please bring up your second half totals formula. What he's referring to is, I think, something that is available. It's not second half. It's, yeah, it's, it's just the formula. KenPalm.com has a lot of resources on this about the pace and how many possessions in a game. There's approximately 68 possessions in an average college basketball teams games. Now, some teams are going to average 74. Some teams are going to average 61, but the average is about 68, 32 in the first half, about 36 in the second half. And that's why the lines are going to be lower in first half totals and second half totals, because they have to take to account the fouls at the end of the game. So for instance, if you have a 140 totaled game, it's not 70 first half, 70 second half. It's more like 66 first half, 74 second half. Um, and then the possessions would obviously follow the similar thing. It's not 34 possessions first half, 34 possessions second half. It's like 32 and 36 on average, obviously. Okay. So you have a, you have a bit of a, uh, a formula that you can shorthand. For yeah, I mean, the formula, everyone, it's on Ken Palm. I didn't come up with this. It's, it's just sh um, shots attempted. So, for instance, if it seems like at halftime they're 15 for 32, that's 32 possessions were a shot, right, uh, a field field goal attempt, right? And let's say they have eight free throws. You take 0.475. I just rounded off to half, 0.5. You take half of eight free throws is four more. So in my example, what are, how many did I say field goal attempts? 30, what did I give an example? 32? 32, I believe. 32. And then in, if, with eight free throws, that's four more. Now that's 36 possessions. Then you add the turnovers and subtract the offensive rebounds. So for instance, if we were six turnovers, five offensive rebounds that would be add six subtract five so add one to your total and you have a total of 37 okay so in this example would be 32 four six and then subtract five this is a great question because this is exactly where one should follow up with this this is from nash last name nash does todd put in these bets during tv timeouts or during game action maybe during a free throw as an example I try to almost always do it at commercials because what happens is I get spun to death 
And then, like, if I do it in in, in live betting, certain books certain will kind of take shots at you. Mm-hmm. And you'll you let's say you have the over, you try to bet the over, right? You put the over in, it starts spinning on you, and like thirty seconds later, you get the bet. Well, you know you're going to watch the TV and you're going to see a bunch of clanked shots because that's why they took the bet. Yep. And vice versa, they might reject it because the two three pointers were hit right away. So I try to avoid that by doing everything at commercials. Ah, yes, the beauty of betting in-game in March Madness when you're trying to get a wager in. That's a good uh, good piece of advice. Wait till the commercial breaks once you actually have a chance to uh, to wager in-game. Todd Wishnev there joining Gil Alexander on a numbers game. We go back to the Follow the Money crew. Let's get the bookmaker's perspective ahead of the bracket being released in March Madness on where the futures liability sits right now at DraftKings Sportsbook with Johnny Avello. He stopped by joining Mitch Moss and Polly Howard this morning on Follow the Money. How about futures liability? Uh, Houston is one. I, I don't know if you remember back a ways. We took a a million dollar bet uh, from uh, Mattress yeah. Mac on Houston at around nine to one, nine and a half to one. So there's still a little bit liability, but they've been low all year. So there are some other teams that are being being bet that are into the mix. So our liability is not as bad as it was at one point. Yeah. Um, but we're we're overall we're we're in pretty good shape, and we should be with this field this year. I mean you. Yeah. You know, can anybody tell you who the best team is in college basketball? I mean, if it's Houston, okay. You know, uh, not a real deep team, but a certainly great team on the, with the starters. Uh, but there's a bunch of teams out there that l- looks like they can win it. I think we say that most years, that it's wide open. It looks like, yep. you know, same circumstances again this year. Johnny, we're seeing some of these numbers move uh, as we speak, and it happens every day this time of year. Uh, like, for example, Miss State, they opened three. They're up to five against Florida. There's a number on the Arkansas game now. They're up to three. How much money is it taking this time of year for you guys to uh, move numbers like we're seeing, you know, every single day of the week? Yeah, um, a lot of those moves are early, Mitch. So, you know, we put them up. We put the game up three, three and a half. Uh, You know, we take a sharp bet for maybe, you know, a couple dimes, five dimes. Uh, move it to the next number, and then eventually the number settles in. But most of that money is on the early play, uh, and so now it's good. I mean, as a bookmaker, that's what you want. You want to get to what you know the sharps or the sophisticated players are telling you is the right number, and then you want to get to that number and and hold that number, stay there, and not have to move any longer. Can you tell me who you think the number one pick in the draft's going to be? And you and your traders are doing an excellent job with those props too at DraftKings. Oh, it's I can tell you it's a quarterback. That's what I can tell you. Is it is it Stroud? I, you know Stroud is your our second choice right now. Um, personally, I think he may be a better choice because uh, you know he's just a bigger guy. Uh, you know maybe uh, comes out of the box as a as a player. Maybe not need as much time. I I, I don't know. You know this draft we're. We're working hard on it again this year, um, trying to get up the right numbers, which is hard because this is not something where we put up A against B or, you know, a future bet and we make the odds. But this is something information based. So this has always been difficult for us. We're trying to get better at it. We'll see if we are this year. And that's DraftKings Sportsbook Director Johnny Avello joining the guys on Follow the Money as far as the current headlines going on in college basketball with the Big East Tournament. 
the rare case where overtime does not result in the underdog losing their cover on the spread, nor the under losing as Marquette tops St. John's by two, but the dog still cashes in an eight, as an eight-point underdog, and the total still stays way, way under a big number of over 160. We'll update some more college basketball scores as conference tournament play is well underway here on a Thursday. We'll also get some thoughts from Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on the other side as they talk some college basketball futures as we wrap up the show right here on VSIN Best Bets. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you are filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predi- predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Also a reminder, as we welcome you back to VEASAN Best Bets for the final time, we'll have a very special betting the bracket four hours on Selection Sunday as soon as the brackets are released Four hours taking you right into the Greg Peterson experience. We'll have he'll have three more hours uh, talking nothing but the March Madness and the College Basketball National Championship. As we'll have all that discussion coming your way as our build up to March Madness continues. Speaking of the big dance coming up, two teams that are at the top of the odds board have taken big hits for differing reasons over the past couple of weeks. For Alabama, you have the freshman Brandon Miller, his ongoing saga after allegedly supplying a gun to an out ex teammate who was involved in a murder case. Well, Miller's still playing for Alabama, but the Crimson Tide have struggled on the court with those off-the-court issues infiltrating the team as their now price has drifted into that 12-1 to range to win the national tournament despite being ranked in the top two most of the season. You also have UCLA, who just had a big injury. One of their star players has been lost for the season, as we told you earlier in the show. UCLA's price has also taken a dip. So as we go back to Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard, a show you can see weekday mornings from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern time here on VEASAN. How are they looking to approach two teams at the top who now have taken a step back as we get ready for March? Door number one, Alabama, 12 to 1 to win the national championship. Or you can now find UCLA, 15 to 1 to win the title. That's door number two after the big time injury. Oh, God. I still have to go door number two. I agree with Aaron Moore. Now it becomes a news story. And now it's like, okay, well, we converge on March Madness with this Alabama story with the star player. Mm. And there could, could there be more to the story? So you're could saying there be that a, Could the, there be another distraction? I don't know. Could there be another TSA pat down or something else happen? I mean, I don't know. Uh, what, I, if it, what if it turns the other way? What if it goes the, the, in the exact opposite direction? I don't like either choice, but I got to pick one. You got to pick one. I, I actually think I would take Alabama 12 to one because this kid's still going to be playing. I get the distractions, but now you're going to take away one of the better players from a team that already did not have a lot of depth. Yeah. I think I got to go Alabama 12 to one there. All right. It's a tough call. I, yeah. you're probably right, but that's, I, I know maybe, maybe the other kids step up and UCLA still, but if he's the best defensive player in the country, yeah. Okay. Uh, door door number one for you, Paulie. Duke to win the ACC or door number two, Anthony Richardson to go number one overall in the draft. 
They're both right around the same, same number. price. It's close to the same price. Oh, right now. Yeah, right now. Same price. Uh-huh. Hey. You can't punt. You got to make a bet. Take your hatred for Duke out of the equation. R- Richardson goes number one. Oh, boy. Oh, I have boy. to go door number two. Oh. I would. Yeah. You would make that bet instead of Duke? No, 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 no. I'm saying what I think is going to happen. Better better chance to happen. No, that's what I'm saying. But you, I think you, door, yeah. you can bet on both of these. You're aware of this, right? <laughs> <laughs> to pick one, yeah. Well, I can't stand Duke. I guess. Yeah, but take it's, that away. I'm t- the, the kid was the story of the combine. I could ah. see someone buying into it and saying, we're moving up mm. from seven or nine to one and going to take them. So you can see um, that happening. Duke uh, might and, lose today. That's a higher chance of happening. The Orioles going to beat the have a better, more playoff wins than the Cowboys. Hey, that was a great prop. I know it I'm was, creative. I should have a side job making <laughs> those babies up. Then Duke, because of your hatred? I think they can lose today. And Pitt can get, get, uh, that, get that, that might happen. My, yeah. That might happen. I just think I'm going up one of the best combines we've ever seen. I can uh, say, uh, well, okay, what do you think is more likely? Richardson goes number one or he drops out of the top three? Oh, I, I, well, then the top three, yeah. Drops out of the top yeah, three? Yeah. I do think that's more likely. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I think this is going to be Bosa part two where someone is going to get the number one or number two pick and they're going to take a Richardson or, some, or, or Levis and be like, yep, yeah, we loved him the whole time and kept it a secret. Uh, no one had Bosa going to the Chargers. No one. And they knew it since September of that year. Yeah. I think we'll see that again with one of these quarterbacks where, oh, no, no. We loved him from day one, and he was our guy. And that's everyone in the building knew it, but kept this as a secret. You know, that could be Stroud. That could happen, that, too. That could be the guy. Again, as we check in with all the money for the last time, check them out. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, every single weekday, 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern. As we get back into thoughts on college basketball, because after all, it is March Madness, and the NCAA tournament is now a week away from the first-round games getting underway. And if you're new to the network, if you've never checked out a numbers game on Thursday mornings, uh, well, you're missing out, because Bill Krakenberger, he's on for an entire hour. There's a lot of... There's a lot of different talk that goes on throughout that show. Uh, the crack man, though, joins Gil every single Thursday in that 11 to 10 a.m. Eastern time hour. Here was crack today on how he looks to approach some halftime betting as it comes to March Madness and the NCAA tournament. The reason why I like first half betting, it's, it's, a, it's a tip that I've used and tool that I've used. I like first half betting on a lot of games that are probably, that's the number, probably six or more. Or, you know, I shouldn't say that, even four or five. It, it's... Um, it's just a good first half betting is a pure number without the fouling. I can't tell you how many times I've been ahead of a game like 39 minutes. Like yesterday's game. I was covering the whole game. Yeah. Went to overtime, 57-57. How about that low score? 57-57, taking six points, overtime, lose by eight. Betting full game unders in college basketball yeah, is, full games is, unders. is not for the week. So the first half is a pure number, and I'm, I do first half betting, and I'm going to be doing more first half betting here as – uh, March Madness next week. I like taking a lot of those big teams. By the time I get in here um, next week, um, you're here next week, right? You're, of course, mm-hmm. March yeah, Madness. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, well, I'll have maybe even some, a few picks here and there for the, for the guys. So first half betting an option, in-game betting an option. There's also the futures and different derivatives on those futures, all of which will be discussed here 
in the next few days to come as we're just a few days away from Selection Sunday. Uh, Bill Krakenberger, you get the beret, you get the outfit, you get unscripted with him every, every single Thursday for an entire hour on a numbers game with Gil Alexander as well as his producer Kelly Bidlin. Again, you can check that show out 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time, Mondays through Fridays. Well, we're in the midst of another heavy college basketball day. The action got started at 11 a.m. Eastern this morning. It'll go till probably about 2 a.m. tomorrow morning with how many games we have today. As you take a look at some of the biggest games underway right now to get you up to speed, Iowa and Ohio State have just tipped from Chicago day two of the Big Ten tournament with Iowa getting a lot of market support. Ohio State likely ending the Wisconsin Badgers' hopes at an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament. But Ohio State has really struggled overall this year for head coach Chris Holtman, and they find themselves down 9-6 early. Iowa ends up laying four points at close after opening just a two-point favorite. In addition to that, ACC tournament continues, and the Duke Blue Devils were a very popular pick to run through that tournament after the way they finished the year. Six straight wins, and their red-hot form is continuing into their first ACC tournament game all over the Pitt Panthers so far. 16-4 out of the gates. Duke got market support today from four to five and a half point favorites. In addition to that, the total was steamed to the under bet, a whole five points down from 142 to 137. And so far, Pitt finally gets a bucket with 11 minutes to go in the first half. Pitt has not been able to do much of anything so far all day today. In the meantime, one update for you in the Big 12, a game that has just gone final, a big second half surge for Iowa State. So it hasn't been all chalk at all following these line moves. Iowa State wins outright as about a $1.75 money line underdog against Baylor in the 4-5 matchup. First round quarterfinal of the Big 12 Conference Tournament in Kansas City. Iowa State saw the market move against them. Baylor bet up from four to four and a half point favorites. Iowa State, though, wins 78-72 after trailing pretty significantly in the second half with that outright cash as the total goes well over a close of 135. In that conference, the next game, it's about to start, West Virginia and Kansas. Again, no Bill Self on the sidelines today for Kansas. He was hospitalized with an illness. So he will not be on the sideline for KU. And after the Jayhawks got an early influx of money, bet up as high as three and a half or four-point favorites, late money's come back to Bob Huggins in West Virginia, who got a win over Texas Tech yesterday in the 8-9 matchup in round one. Looking like this game will go off. KU minus three set to tip in about 10 minutes from Kansas City. Second game of the day there in the Big 12 quarterfinals. And one of the game to tell you about that's also about to get underway at MSG, Madison Square Garden. It's Providence and UConn, highly anticipated game. As the Huskies have seen the market go against them, the favorites open seven point favorites in the market, but now down to six. There's also been a pretty good move to the total from 145 and a half, now down to 144. Some books touching as low as 143 and a half. Still a lot more for us to keep track of throughout the rest of the day and the week in the build-up to Selection Sunday and the NCAA tournament as we say so long on this edition of VEASAN Best Bets. For our producer, Tom Catlin, I'm Ben Wilson. Up next, Sharp Money, Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, and Dustin Sweetelson. Take it away right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.